Okay, here's Patty, your astrologer again, coming to you with a new podcast. And we're introducing Ken Garino. And Ken and I are each in our respective offices and having a little conversation about astrology and tarot. I met Ken a long time ago, and he will fill you in on that. And he has reached the expert level in the astrology. So let's cut to the chase right here, and I'll introduce Ken. And Ken, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. The first thing I would like to ask is uh, about your interest in astrology and how you found me. Sure. Let's do a little bit of backtrack. But first, you said I'm an expert being very kind. Thank you. In astrology. That's very nice nice of you to say that. So right now I'm in my early 50s. As a youth, I've always had an interest in what we would call way back then the paranormal, ghosts, pyramids, UFOs, and astrology. And way back then, when I was growing up, in the late 70s, early 80s, you would have these, I think they were gel horoscopes, the little scrolls. Oh, yeah. Fine. Do you remember those you could buy in the grocery store? Right. And it was actually, looking back, they were quite um, detailed in regards to daily forecast and different transits per day and aspects. Um, I would love to see them again. I'm sure they're, they're long gone. And then my favorite part, at the end of this scroll, it would have a personal message for the sun sign. So you got to hold up to a mirror and read it backwards to get it. So they really did a nice job with uh, making it interesting uh, to buy per month. And then over time, that kind of graduated into the Dell magazine, the little small magazine, little squares. Yeah. Remember those? Right. And I remember getting them. And in early high school, I remember I mailed away for a NATO report from this company that had added in the Dell magazine uh, for the NATO report being mailed back to me via snail mail. So that's right. how long ago that was. <laughs> right. And I remember my parents had a pitch in a little bit, but they, you know, they appeased me. I remember my dad was kind of laughing about it. But uh, so I, I remember being terribly interested in in the reports that was being mailed to me and the waiting for it to come in the mail. And looking back, it was pretty much just the, the houses and nothing beyond that. But, you know, at the time, it was quite interesting uh, to look at that. And then, so went through college. And I always had an interest in the background and all this kind of stuff. And then my first job on my own, I lived in the Pittsburgh area. And I remember, again, I'd always buy the Dell magazine, and they would have a directory of astrologers throughout the country, and per state and per city. And I found one right there in Pittsburgh. And I, they had the number, Sarge's phone number, and I called. Excuse the train in the background. And... So I called her, and long story short, ended up being a fairly well-known, renowned um, astrologer who was often published in astrology magazines, including Mountain Astrologer, and this term may mean more to you than to me, but she was a humanistic astrologer. Right. If you can explain that real quick um, for me and and the rest of the podcast listeners. Yeah. In regards to mundane versus humanistic. Right. How would you, how would you define that? Well, the mundane would be um, 
I can I characterize mundane as what I publish in the, in the newsletter is just the planets to each other. That the humanistic astrologer would be someone who is interested in you as a person. Okay. You as a person and your development and would be less inclined to predict the bad stuff and would help you along over the big squares and the oppositions, sort of like the way you and I work together when we, we do your year ahead and you see these big things come up and we work to Yeah, we work together to try to help you make your decisions based upon the highest good of all and to uh, let you progress what I call spiritually for your highest good. Interesting. Okay, and that certainly was her, her take on the astrology sessions that we had. And so again, I learned she was again quite uh, well-known and, and popular in the astrology world. And I went to, uh, she said, come to my home in a very fancy area in Pittsburgh, not where I lived. And so I went to her, her place. I think she was trying to, to read me up to see what I was up to. And for those who know astrology, she was from Europe, was a double Scorpio. And uh, she was something else, um, quite dazzling in every way. And I think she realized right away that I was not a threat, not after something. I was a goofy Sagittarius. And uh, she kind of appeased me and treated me like a little kid or a puppy, but she was very kind. Of <laughs> and... Uh, I'm sorry. I just think that. I know. I mean, I mean, for those in other terms, I mean, she was something else. And she would, um, she said right up front, you can't afford my fees, but I like to factor here. So I'll give you a sliding scale. And it was just wonderful. And um, oh, are we there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I heard the beep. Oh, that's okay. Um, so she was very kind. And I remember trying to, at one point, trying to figure out how old she was. I was early 20s. Double Scorpio, I just couldn't tell what she was. No. She was all glamour. <laughs> right. Uh, looking back, I'm assuming she was probably early to mid-40s, but you just couldn't tell. She could be any age she wanted to. It was that kind of uh, dynamic coming from her. And interesting, she had a big interest in homeopathy. And uh, she would often, we would often talk about that. And she would say in Europe, she was from Europe, as I mentioned, homeopathy was the, the first go-to thing uh, for Right. Illnesses and conditions in Europe. And she's amazed that it didn't ever caught on here and still hasn't, I think. Um, but she was very, very sweet, very nice. And I remember in regard to looking at my chart, and um, again, I don't know how knowledgeable the listeners are on the podcast, she was very concerned about one aspect of my chart um, that she said to always look out for that she felt was the most significant one in my chart. And do you want to talk about that real briefly? Just kind of well, uh, well, I don't want to get that personal for other people. Okay. Sure. So, yeah. Um, so, but, so but she said that you know, this one could be kind of the tipping point to uh, a psychological um, issues, and to always always be aware that it was there and the kind of okay, so to work beyond it. So she that was the one thing I remember. She always kind of um, but you know, my I got my now wife into her and. At the time of our wedding ceremony, right, a fifteen-minute window. So uh, she was a big part of our life. And then after my wife and I got done with our lives, I tried to get in touch with her, and I think she went back to Europe. I'm kind of off the map again. Double Scorpio. Who knows where she is? Uh, but it was kind of a, right. She was uh, something else. Um, so, 
astrology was a major part of my life as a youth into a young adulthood. And then my wife and I moved to Delaware in 2004. And with a new job here in Delaware, a new home, a lot of stuff was going on. I wanted to find an astrologer to work with. And I did work with a local astrologer um, in the Wilmington area. And so I worked with this astrologer for a while. And then you and I have a mutual friend. Her name is Joan Generini. She is a massage therapist, craniosacral uh, practitioner. Right. Um, Reiki master. Uh, actually just attuned to me in Holy Fire Reiki a couple summers ago. And she just moved from the Delaware area to Pittsburgh. <laughs> so you just switched places. I know Pittsburgh, uh, you know, is a big part of my life. And she has um, uh, a website you can find her and uh, get with her services. And she was wonderful, and she recommended you to me. And you were right down the road at that time in Middletown, and then there, and you're not far from me now where you are in Wilmington. Um, so back then, I would have readings at your home. And it was uh, wonderful. As a professional and as a friend, we would touch base fairly often to discuss astrology in my life and also world events and uh, events around us. Now, Ken, let me interrupt you. Um we, we were really busy doing readings. When was it that you joined our class? I have two, well, now your class, you and Sherry and Julie, you're all in the expert level now, but how, how did we kind of just move into having classes? No, I was trying to figure that out. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was around 2013 we would have the classes in your home monthly, I believe, at first. Yes. Um, some of the friends, some of them have moved um, out of state and so forth. Yet again, so 2013, I would say, and that kind of evolved into what it is now with the the four or five of us that have class now. Right. And, and now it's all via um, internet. Oh, it's all online. And to let people know, it's more than a class. We deal with uh, well-known personalities, and sometimes we have a subsection where we say, well, now this, let's say you had requested one time these crazy people who were killing people, so we got a whole list of them and and kind of interpreted their charts to see where the similarities are, uh, and we have uh, done great research, and we had a really nice class on the pandemic. That was last yep. year with pandemic. So I want to just say to... to uh, make Ken feel a little better about expert. It, we are way beyond basic astrology at this time and really interpreting some deep deep things. And are you learning anything in our classes? Oh, absolutely. Uh, every time. Oh, good. I'm worried about myself and the world and astrology in general. And then um, one of the fun, the fun parts about astrology is, let's go back to the start of covid Every astrologer knew something big was going to happen. We didn't know what it was. And something I say when I explain astrology, to see what you think about it. Okay. Astrology doesn't predict events. It identifies probable and possible trends. Correct. Never know how or where in your life it's going to manifest. Everyone knew at the end of 19, going into January 2020, something huge was going to happen to the world. Right. But no one had any idea what it was. I think one astrologer 
and it found in Houston that he predicted borders closing. And that was, he thought, due to the immigration issues. The borders closed, but it wasn't due to immigration. No. You know, uh, so you never know how it's going to come out. You have to live it. And for each person, it's going to be different. So there's no cookie-cutter um, answer to any of the aspects of transit that are coming up. Right. Okay. And we, with, you know, mentioning topics that we talk about, we'll talk about something that I think we're going to do soon is astrocartography. Yes, we're going to do that next month. Right. This month. Astrology, and I think certainly in regards to the pandemic, throughout the whole pandemic, even now, it provides a lot of insight, the astrocartography. Um, yeah. And, and for example, you know, I, I sent an email the other day, Brazil's having a tough time right now, and if you look at the astrocartography, tough word, you can see exactly why. And you can actually kind of predict, not predict, I'm sorry, look forward to see <laughs> moving off, and fairly accurately in regards to dates. So, right. think stuff. Right. And another thing astrocartography does, I had a, a friend, this is going back probably 15 years now, and she was asked to move to a Midwestern state. And she asked me if it was a good idea. And my whole intuition said no. But, I said, let me do the astrocartography. The planet Saturn was going right through the little city where she was getting ready to move. Oh, my goodness. And so I said, no, 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 Saturn's death, you don't go, oh, no, no. She went anyway, and she almost died. Oh, my goodness. Somebody rescued her. Somebody went down there and brought her back to Delaware. So you are right that astrocartography is valuable. It's another valuable insight into your natal chart and what you want to do with your life. Right. Okay, now you also, you also do tarot cards. And uh, sometimes when we get together, every once in a while, we ask you to do tarot readings for us. Even though it's online, we can do it by knowing what the cards are. So describe how you think the tarot helps others. Well, the tarot, you know, for those who have a basic understanding, is is based on the modern-day playing cards with um, more cards added. On top of that, it's it provides insight and to some degree divination into things that are coming up in your life and also presently. Right. And I believe it's 74 cards. Uh, we have the minor arcana, 56, then the major arcana, 22 on top of that. That represents all the challenges, journeys, steps that we all take along the way in our lives. And each card has a picture. And what I do, you kind of jump inside the picture for the person that you're reading for or yourself. And this picture comes alive. It can give you insight, mm-hmm. warnings, and good news for what you're asking about. So it's, it's a quite wonderful tool um, looking at the present and the future to what's going on. Right. Okay. And way back when, in the dark ages when I was in college, um, we would have parties in our apartment in our house and I was aware of what tarot cards were and I said wow what a great way to meet girls so that was my motivation to be the 
That's true. That's true. And to combine that with astrology, I've done that. I do the cards myself, but not as often as you do. And every once in a while, I'll add the tarot reading to a person's reading. And it just fills in the blanks somehow. But we've learned in in working with you that when we add the tarot or include the tarot with our astrology knowledge, it usually corresponds. And they'd say the same a little differently. And the tarot just fills in, and the, I think the tarot is more accurate on giving feelings. Absolutely, because yeah. it's it's all the feelings that everyone goes through, so it's like a, a living picture. Right. That you can jump into in that moment. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Now, with that in mind, are you ready for uh, people to call you and ask to do tarot readings? Absolutely. I have a, a phone number that I can be reached at. Uh, let's yep. not let's not do that over the internet. That's really a bad idea. How about your email? What is your uh, tarot email? Okay, it's all lowercase. I'll say slowly. K G U E R I N O. The number one. The number one. So K Garino eleven at gmail dot com. Okay, got it. And I'm working on a website presently. Right. um, To make it a little bit easier to find me and figure out payments and so forth. Yeah, okay. Now, the reason I am asking not to put your... Uh, your uh, phone number out there. There are so many scams. It's unbelievable, and it's now the robocalls are even coming to our cell phones. So when you have your website set up, you can have your email on there okay, and you can say, call me, and have a link go to your phone number. Or the way I do it is if you want a reading, email me, and then I get directly in touch with the person and do it that way to avoid the phishing and the scams and the, the, the you know, there's just too much. So, yeah, there's too much info these days. Yeah. You're right. Thank you. So what we have, what we'll do is with the podcast, I will put in a description of the podcast that we are intervie- interviewing you, an experienced tarot card reading reader who is available for readings. Thank you. Wonderful. Yeah. So what else would you like to add to our little interview today? Well, going back to astrology, you know, um, certainly we all in our lives have um, challenging time periods. Yes. There was one experience a few years ago you and I talked about often, and it was, a for me, a quite significant outer planet transit. And you can see when the issue started that you may not be aware of, but you can realize later that was the starting point, when it peaks and when it will resolve if you do all the work, meaning if you address the issue as you're supposed to without ignoring it. Right. And your 
helping understanding that transit helped me tr- tremendously with this issue. Um, so that's a real life example of how looking forward in time can help modify in a positive way your behavior with upcoming challenging transits. Right, yes. And, and then in fact, you know, I had um, recently, it wasn't a transit that I suggested the one we talked about, but I did have a focus date recently and where things could have been challenging, not to a significant degree, but I used it as a tool and I was able to arrange my work day that I'll be off the grid that particular day. And so I had nothing going on that could be messed up. But so I used astrology as a way to avoid any updates, let's say. Um, so you can use astrology as like a red flag. Oh, show me where that red flag is. Right. What can I do to avoid that, you know, that pothole? Right. Being a, uh, an analogy. Yeah. And what I like about astrology, I know when I was taking lessons way back in 1980, um, I realize that our soul's purpose is right there in the in the in our horoscope so that thrilled me so i really studied that and they asked me to give lectures on it i've given lectures around the united states on finding your soul's purpose and the value of that to me might not be valuable to others but that means my purpose is this my overall above spiritual purpose above only the everyday and so when you can't come to these transits that you're talking about, the squares or the oppositions where a lot of tension is involved and a square forces us to make a decision, then my lodestone is that soul's purpose. And I can stop and say, now, did this go along with what I'm here for? And, and try to make decisions based upon that. And so I look at it with just a little different slant but you're using astrology correctly, and astrology is a wonderful tool. It's not a religion or anything. It's just a tool. So you're using astrology exactly right so that you're prepared. Yes. Yep. Okay. It's like a, a roadmap you could look at and prepare for. Right. Prepare for, like you said. Yeah. Now, back to your tarot, and you're able to do this over the phone? Absolutely. Now, do you have Skype or Facebook alive? I use um, Zoom. Oh, you do use Zoom. Okay. Yep, yep. So that you can, I don't know how you would, with the way my webcam is set up, it's on top of the monitor. It's not down on the, on the floor on my desk. So is there a way that when someone called you, you can lay the cards out and they can see them? Absolutely. I've done that uh, recently, yeah. Good. Okay. So, or just hold them up to the camera, you know. Well, that's true. We could do that way. <laughs> so, right. Okay. Okay, what else would you like to say before we wrap up our interview? I think we touched it. It's, um... Oh, okay. I think, yeah, it's wonderful stuff. Okay, so... Dodgy and Tarot are, like you said, wonderful tools. Yeah, and they go together. On our journey. Yeah. So thank everybody for listening, and be sure to call Ken when you want a tarot reading, and be sure to call me when you want an astrology reading. I can't leave myself out of everything. Um, and you may reach Ken at kgerino11 at gmail.com, 
And you can reach me at patty at pattytheastrologer.com. And we will be hearing from you again, and you will certainly be hearing from us again. So thank you for listening and partnering with us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.